welcome to another Unmortal Live podcast uh, brought to you by Epic Armory. We've got a we got a big treat for you guys today, and uh, we so Darren Lee Cup is with us, and it's an honor to talk to you, kind of like face to face. We've been chatting a lot off of uh, you know off air or whatever, and you've been giving me great advice and helping out, and you're just uh, you're a stand up man. I love it. Uh, it's definitely happy you're here with us. So, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to get this started. So I know we were uh, we were talking off air and stuff, and uh, you know, I was sharing some some funny mo- some funny moments of, uh, of of certain things. But you uh, you're 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 like serious actor. I mean, you are doing a lot of good stuff out there. What do you have real quick before we uh, before we jump into some heavy stuff? What do you have going on that you can talk about right now? Uh, I got a bunch of stuff going on right now. <laughs> I leave next week to head to Tennessee to finish up a supernatural thriller horror film that is um, a great script. It's going to be a really cool movie. So I'm really excited to get out there and, and get that going. And then I have a Christmas movie coming up in December and oh. a couple of dance shows coming up. There's not a whole lot of time to sleep. I was going to say, when do you, when, when do you rest? <laughs> Uh, whenever I can. <laughs> so something that, uh, that, that I kind I found interesting, um, through talking with you and talking with Wit and everything is, is you are a dancer. Um, mm-hmm. how I, I, this intrigues me because I have two left feet. Like I cannot do anything. Like <laughs> if you, if you ask me to, to do a dance, I'm falling down. I could break dance maybe, but that's about it. I'm talking like fall down and that's it. But, uh, how, how hard is that? I mean, I've, I've seen it, you know, I, I, I respect the arts. I love it. I just can't do it. But how taxing is that? I mean, this has to be something you practice, what, hours, hours, and hours a day? Yeah, a lot. And I've been doing it a long time. So that's awesome. How taxing is it on your body? Yeah. A little worse every year. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. So, what, again, just to kind of get a little more personal, what made you. What made you want to start dancing? What was your, like, like did it just, were you always, na- were you naturally talented or was it something you were like, you know what, this is my passion, I want to go for it? Um, well, I'll tell you a story. When I was uh, 10 years old, I watched Michael Jackson's Thriller video, <laughs> learned the choreography off the TV, taught all the neighborhood kids how to do it, and then charged all their parents 25 cents to watch it. So <laughs> I have been doing this a really long time. So, um, you know, I've been performing since I was a little kid, uh, got into acting as a teenager, shout out to McConaughey High School and the cast of Grease. (laughs) And then right out of high school, I took off. I had $50 in my pocket and a backpack and went to the East Coast thinking I was going to be a Broadway star. Wow. And then uh, one day that, you know, you realize that the acting and the working in the arts is a lot harder to get into than you think it is. And I answered an ad one day for looking for dancers. And I've been dancing my whole life. So I thought I'll give that a try. And it was actually a dance company looking to train professionals. They wanted people that could teach. And they wanted people that could break the stuff down. So I went through that whole process. And it just became a really big part of my life and became my number one go-to for most of my career. Wow, that's incredible. I know... um... Uh, my, my grandma and my mom and, and and so do I love watching dancing with the stars. Like I, it's just, it's just something about, cause I like, if, if you, if you're a good dancer, it, it's like, it's hypnotic. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you're watching this, it's just, it's hypnotic to you and you're like, Oh my God, this is crazy. Like, I wish I could move like, like, like they do. 
And so when you start, you know, when you're teaching people, is that, is that what you do still? Do you still teach people and, and everything like that? I do still teach people. I do a lot of coaching and I have a lot of students that compete and perform. So wow. the majority of my time is spent on performing students and competition students. Wow, that's incredible. So what is the hardest? Uh, if you had to break, if you had to pick one thing that was the hardest to teach somebody that just maybe it's not necessarily like a hard thing to do, but it's like a, it, it, you know, they got to get past that block. What is the hardest thing that you have to teach when you're dancing? Confidence. Really? Yeah, that's by far the number one thing that I struggle with with my students every single day. What, what the is, steps are easy. Everybody can do them. The, the learning to dance is something that can be taught. But being confident about what you're doing is something that takes some practice. And that's the biggest struggle I think my students overcome. Wow. And see, and that's like, <clears throat> that's like one of those whys, like, like what you're talking. That's how you know you've been doing it for a long time. Because the first thing you're like, man, you got to, you know, <laughs> you care about the students. You're like confidence. Confidence has to be there. How, yep. you know, how do you overcome that? How do you teach them? Like, what do you do? Just tell them, you know, we can learn it. You're here. Like, what is the, what is the, the glue to that? It takes some time. It's not something that happens overnight. I could reveal my tricks for teaching that to somebody, but then I'd have to kill you afterwards. <laughs> I was going to say, it's 25 cents an hour. <laughs> or 25 cent, yeah, 25 cents for the video. No, there are lots of ways. There's lots of ways. And every student is different. Some people are motivated by different things. So part of being a good teacher is finding out what somebody's X factor is. What is that thing that motivates them why are they dancing what is it doing for them and once you figure out that you can kind of harness that and turn it into confidence wow. so you kind of find the confidence that's already in them and then you kind of pull that out and make them believe they can do it on a dance floor as well that's awesome so real quick before we go into you know into some heavy stuff we have not the, the trailer hasn't even been been released yet but but you know we were talking with wit you were talking with them there's a possible spinoff that's going to involve us, uh, me, you, and Matt, actually, and, and, and I'm sure um, you know, some of the other guys that, that are in the film. What, uh, what can we say and what can't we say? Because I think Wit gave us the green light to talk about a lot of stuff, but I'm not quite sure what we're allowed to talk about. So I wasn't told it. I couldn't say anything. Oh, well, then we're golden. He's, <laughs> my, we're on a 30-second delay. By the time he gets pissed, it'll be way too late. Well, what, what I have heard, how I understand it is um, myself, you, and Matt, and um, also Colleen, who's playing Junsi, yes. uh, there will be a pretty intense story arc in Immortal that will involve all of us, and then that story will spark a spinoff show where the four of us will basically uh, step off of Unmortal and become the fantasy version of the A-Team. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. That is going to be fun. You know, and what I like about this is I talk about this every time we're on is that they've built this, you know, incredible world for us. And I do mean for us, you know, for the actors, for the actresses, for everybody. I mean, honestly, they just built this amazing fantasy land and the spinoffs that can happen. The branches are, are just absolute. It's the writers. You know what I mean? This writing that yeah. these guys had this imagination. I wish I had half of it just so I could, you know, so I could be like, yeah, I, I helped do that. But I mean, it's amazing to think about. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, what are what, you know? What are you what are you thinking about the new spinoff? Do you think it's going to be uh, hopefully it'll be a lot of fun because we'll be co-starring in it with you? But <laughs> outside of that, what well, do you think about the premises of it? I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think, I think that people are going to be able to expect a lot of action because you've got you know think the A team, 
And then on top of that, there's going to be a lot of heart behind it. There's a million places it can go because of the world that it's written in. Um, different places we can go physically and mentally throughout the entire series. So what an exciting opportunity and an exciting role. I mean, and then as an actor, you get cast on a television show. And I, I auditioned for, you know, Bounty Hunter number seven. So, right, right. and then I was fortunate enough to get uh, an upgrade. So I got to be a much bigger character. And then on top of that told, by the way, there's a spinoff show that's going to involve you as an actor. You're like, wow, that's so exciting. So I'm so excited to get into it and bring that character to life. That's awesome. I know I'm excited too. I, I really am. It's just, you know, I've worked on a couple of things. I've done some movies and, and I do a TV show with Peyton Hillis, uh, you know, in the hunt and stuff, but I've never, like fantasy's always been something I, I really enjoyed. Uh, you know, I, it's, yeah. it's a way for me to connect with my kids. I got four of them. So it's a way for me to connect with them. It's a way for me to, um, you know, my, my, my kids aren't super into sports. So it's like, and I am obviously, but they're not like super into sports, but as, as the, as like these LARPers, you know, LARPing and this thing goes on and on and on they, these, this is what they like. They, they still have that imagination. They have that creativeness. So, you know, when I get to sit down and read comic books with them or play Magic the Gathering or, or play the Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that, it's, it, it's a real way for me to, to be like, yes, you know, I'm connecting. Have you ever done any Dungeons and Dragons or anything like that? Do you play those kind of games? No? Nope. <laughs> You're not a... So what, what, uh, what made you think about fantasy then? Have you done... Or did you like the fantasy realm? Do you love the, the acting part of the fantasy? Well, honestly... As an actor, I, I auditioned. So it's right. not as if I went, I woke up one day and said, I'm going to seek out a fantasy role now. <laughs> right. So, you know, you, you audition for it and then you get lucky enough to get the opportunity to be in it. But then, then your mind starts going after that fact. So now I'm excited just to be in a world where anything is possible. And this is my first series. I've done quite a few movies where you get to play a character for an hour and a half and you get to play that character in a specific situation, but now sure. on a weekly, you know, on, on a series, yeah. we get to keep doing that character over and over again and create somebody and bring them to life. I think so I'm incredible. excited to be able to do that and more excited to be able to do it in a fantasy realm because then you're really limitless oh, on absolutely. what you can do. So do you like playing bad guys or good guys? What's your favorite role to play? Hmm. <laughs> well, uh, Bad guy versus good guy is really just perception, right? Oh, I like it. So it really doesn't, I don't look at it one way or the other. Sure. One bat, one person's hero is another person's villain. So wow. it depends on how you look at what character you're playing. So whether I'm cast as a bad guy or a good guy, I look at the individual and then I think, okay, what is that personality going to bring to this character wow. or, or this uh, story? What is his plot what is his motivation why is he doing what he's doing and a lot of times you might be playing a bad guy and if you dive deep enough you start to understand what they're thinking or what they're going through and then they're really no longer a villain in your head so it just depends on how you look at the character that you're playing that, but they that, both have pros and cons to them for sure they're both fun but in completely different ways sure so that kind of leads me to my next question my next question so when you're getting into character, you're doing, you know, you're trying to get, because you got to play the part. I, I know you're, you're as professional as can be. So I, I getting into that character mind frame, what are some tips and tricks to, to do that? Because I'm, I'm, again, I'm playing in a movie called 1665. It's, it's, uh, 
It's about mm-hmm. the plague. And I mean, it, I have, a, like, everybody is sick in this thing. And it's like, there's, it's a tragedy, but it's so well, it was just well made, as, as from what I understand. I read the script. It's amazing. We got to do table reads. We're going to do more table reads. But how, like, there, it's just the, the, the tragedy in this film is, like, getting to me. I'm like, man, how do I get into this character? How do I, you know, what are some tips and tricks you take to control that mind frame you were talking about? <laughs> you know, I, I get I get these questions, and and um, I always find them really hard to answer because each individual moment is different. It, yeah, wow. they're all different. So there have been times where I've been in a situation where I had to feel an emotion that I was able to pull out of one of my experiences in life, and then that makes it a little bit easier. But then sometimes you're playing something that you have never experienced, done, seen. Right. or you know even thought of and then you have to start to invent what you believe that character how they would respond and then you create an emotion around it wow so it's just a really different m- a mindset when you're playing especially something you've never that you can't find something in yourself to pull from that character right so then for me I just kind of go in the character's mind and I think if I was that person how would I react and what would they think and then I start building their emotions around whatever situation I'm wow. I'm in that's just my process I think no that's that's amazing so I know John Wells and Al Snow have worked together before and we were talking about chemistry like how important to you is it to have chemistry with your co-stars like when you're working on a movie if you go in there you know there, there there's definitely a time to be professional I understand but it's also, I mean, we're making movies. We're having fun, right? This is supposed to be a time of our lives. But how important is it to have that chemistry when you're on set with somebody or you're, or you're trying to get that scene just right in the chemistry? I, you know, I always believe the chemistry has to be vibrant, has to be there, has to be you know, crazy outgoing. Um, what do you think about that? Is, that? is that true? Does the chemistry have to be there? Or can you kind of, okay, if it's not, you know, we can figure something out? Um. Well, I think it's a kind of a two-part question. Do you mean chemistry when you're on set or chemistry when you're on camera? Oh man, now you get now I got to answer. Um, I would go with so probably I would go with uh, on set first because I would imagine okay. if, if you don't like the people you're working with, it probably wouldn't be at least very enjoyable. And I'm sure it, it, it that, that that's happened before. There's been some you know people that are less than desirable to work with. Not that they're bad people, just don't like working with them. Right. Um. On set, I tend to be kind of quiet, so I, um, it's not uncommon to see me sitting off in a corner somewhere by myself. I, I kind of try and focus on what I'm about to do and, and who I'm about to be, so it's a mental thing for me, but sure. as far as, you know, there are always people that are difficult to work with. As long as people are respectful and they're right. polite and they, you know, don't be a jerk, right? then... Um, I think everybody can get along. Chemistry on camera is something that you should be able to do regardless because it's created. So if somebody's watching a movie and they say those two people had a lot of chemistry together, that's exactly what they wanted you to think. Right. So it doesn't, it doesn't really matter (laughs) whether they have it or not in real life. You kind of fake it. I can think of a lot of movies where two co-stars really did not like each other at all, but they sure look like it on camera. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're actors. So even if you're in a situation <laughs> that's bad and you're around people that you don't like, act like you're nice. <laughs> act respectful, right? That's, you know, that's yeah. something that, that can be taken anywhere, really. If you, 
you know, people would get would be a lot, I, I guess, happier if you would just treat people with the same respect you want, right? Like if you walk around being pissed all the time, then yeah, people are gonna look at you a little different. You know what I mean? But I think that yeah, it seems pretty simple. It, you know, as actors and stuff like that, when I, you know, when I'm on set, it was weird because they're like, you know, the actors, you know, they're like, don't talk to the actors, don't talk to the actors, and I'm like, why? Like, I want to talk to you. I mean, like, you know, like I'm talking to these guys. They're like looking at me and I'm like, well, am I not supposed to talk to you? And they're like, well, it's lighting or whatever and grip. And they're like, no, no, no. You know, they told us not to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, you can. Like, like it was it's just, you know, those weird things as I'm learning that like, but it makes it. It, has it depends to on the role, too. Yeah. If you're doing something, I've been in a, I did a movie once where I was the hardcore villain and I deliberately stayed away from all of the cast. Really? Because I didn't really want to have that relationship with them when I was about to go out and you know Start. do what I needed to do on camera. <laughs> so it was better for me to just not get to know them until after the fact. Absolutely. So it just depends on where you are in the situation. Oh yeah, for sure. And I'm sure that probably like you just said helped to get into your character mind frame. If you're the villain, you're not going to be, you know, going out and having you know having a beer with somebody you're going to be right sitting out there trying to figure out how to how to get into that that character like mind frame so but if you're in a movie and you're playing and you're playing brothers with somebody yeah and they're playing your brother on camera well then that person is somebody i probably would hang out with Talk when we walk him. off camera so we could build that relationship as well you know what i mean build that just to who you're playing absolutely so <clears throat> you're a dancer you're you're an artist. You're a performer. I gotta ask you, and I and I don't think the camera can see me because I'm wearing a baggy jersey, which is great. How are the workouts? Like, I mean, what what do you do to to keep in shape for these for these parts? Because I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm getting there. I'm doing some, I'm doing some pushups occasionally. <laughs> I do a sit up every now and again. But I mean, you guys are. It, it, I say it lightly, but I I know working out is a big 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 deal when it comes to what you do and and, and how you you know, prepare for your roles and stuff. What are your workout routines like? Uh, well, they've changed since I've been cast in Immortal. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they kind of went up a notch when um, that casting happened. But I've always, you know, I would say probably in um, 2016, I started working out. So I... 2016? Working, yeah. You'll working leave. out is a new thing for me. In 2015, wow. I think I weighed... 150 pounds and now i weigh 225 i was gonna say so, you look like you could throw me through a field goal i've went through a bit of a transformation in the last five <laughs> years so working out has become a part of my life wow cool but i've definitely upped my game since i was cast in this for sure <laughs> now, and we'll continue to do that. <laughs> See now, now I got to get my. That's what Al said. Al Snow is like you. You should probably work out a little bit. I'm like, thanks. Everybody's. It's gonna be you, uh, John Wells, and Al Snow, and then it's gonna be me and Tiff, and it, we're just gonna look like such outsiders. They're gonna be like, I'm gonna be in that chainmail stuff or whatever. You guys are gonna have to like. I don't know. Me. Al Snow is pretty big. I'm, I think I'm gonna be looking the same standing next to him as you. <laughs> Al, Al Snow is a big, big guy, man. Like. I was uh, I asked him that question about the routine and stuff and his and his workouts and he was just I mean, what he was saying like you know do squats and, and I'm like man I haven't done a squat since high school I'm like, I'll blow my back out like if you want me to do a squat you guys are picking me up because this ain't <laughs> this ain't happening but I know that uh, that as like you said as as you know we get ready to, to film this and everything like that you're you know you're stepping your work up game up, uh, workout game up and I know Matt is trying to work out a little bit harder I know I'm trying to work out a little bit harder. The funniest part, though, is that they said we had to grow a beard, right? 
Wit is like, don't shave for a couple of weeks. And I'm like, Nobody oh. told me that. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> well, see, that's what poor Matt goes. I can't shave. I'm like, well, no. And he goes, okay. And this was like, this was like a month ago. And we did our podcast yesterday and I couldn't help but call him. And I'm like, I thought I told you not to shave. Like they said, don't shave. And Matt's like, I hate you. <laughs> He's like, I, I, I am not shaving. I'm like, dude, we're going to have to color you on or something. Makeup and wardrobe. We're going to have to put a beard on you. He's just, he's not, he's not, uh, he can't grow one the right way, he says. So <laughs> while well, I get to make fun of him the whole time, Al is like, time. that's what I told him. I said, well, you got to start shaving a little bit. And he does look like he's 10. I mean, if you've ever actually sat and seen him, you're like, oh my God, this kid is, is 10 years old. <laughs> he's not, but so. That's not a bad thing either. No, that's why I told him. I said, you're never going to, you'll always be carded. They, they stopped carding me. Like, you'll always be carded. So, like, well into your 40s and 50s, you're going to feel great about it. While I'm sitting there trying to, you know, <laughs> be at the nursing home, you'll be out there looking like you're, you know, like you're 25 still. So, other than Immortal and, and stuff like that, um, we, we kind of talked about what you have going on. You, uh, I want to hit on this real quick. You have a music video out. I, I was I was kind of creeping on your page a little bit. I saw the you know I saw you uh you post it. That's it. Is there anything you don't do? <laughs> that is amazing. That was Sleep. really cool. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Rest. <laughs> so so tell us a little bit about the music video because I do believe it charted. Correct. Yeah, it, it did, and I'm in a, not in the U.S. but in a couple countries. Charts um, are charts. So. I think it was 2015, I was talking with, uh, I, I had a publicist at the time, and she said, you know, you should get back into singing. I've always sang, but I've never released anything. So she said, I've got a guy that I want you to talk to. And it ended up being, his name is Warren McRae. He played bass for Tina Turner and for oh, Joe wow. Cocker and um, went on tour with Tina Turner. So he's, he's amazing. He has a massive, amazing career. So she put me in contact with him and he goes, yeah, I'll produce your first couple singles. Wow. So I got to fly out to LA and record a couple of songs with him. And that was an amazing experience. And then when uh, dance like came out, uh, dance, like nobody's watching came out, it, it actually did. Okay. It, it <laughs> got downloaded in a lot of different countries wow. all over the world. So I was pretty surprised and pretty proud of it. Well, yeah, absolutely. I was able to watch it. It's awesome. I mean, and, and again, you being a dancer, I've, I've never, that's one thing I've never gotten to do. I've never been in a music video or anything like that. But how, how difficult was that experience? Was it, was it, a, was it, the music video or? was so fun and it was really? meant to be fun. It, I just shot that a couple of years ago. Really? Um, a director, a friend of mine, um, uh, Byron, he, uh, we were talking one day and we were like, you know, I said, he wanted to do a music video and uh, that had dance involved. And I said, you know, I have this single. Why don't we tie the two together and we make this music video? And it was kind of a fun play on Footloose. So if, if you remember the scene in Footloose and Kevin Bacon goes nuts and he starts dancing through this massive warehouse yes. and swinging from pipes and all that kind of junk. So we, I was like, let's do kind of like a spoof on Footloose and shoot it in a warehouse type of setting. So. We went, I got to go down there and he found these great locations and a couple friends came out and we spent the day shooting that video. It was a blast. See, now, see, now, and I watched the video, so it's incredible, by the way. Uh, Thanks. I really, really like it. 
But to me, like, I don't know. Again, I can't sing and I can't dance. So I'm pretty much enamored by everything you do, right? The only thing I can do is sleep, though. I mean, I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> well, so you, I, got I got that. You, you got me there. I was saying, I got you beat on that one. But uh, <laughs> so like when, when you're preparing for the music video, how long did it take to shoot? Was this something that, that took a long, like, days and days? Or was this like, a, you know, it's a you know, 12, 15-hour thing and, and we're, you hammer it out and you're done? We shot it one day. Wow, really? Yeah, it was a long day. <laughs> but we shot it one day. It's one of those days you didn't sleep, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But we were pretty prepared. So, like, we knew what shots we wanted. Right. Uh, and then I kind of had an idea of what kind of dance moves I was going to do. He just said right there, pointed the camera, and then wow. shoot. The hardest part was there is a scene in the video where I climb this ladder all the way up to the top of the warehouse. Yeah. House, and it looks like I jump off it, the yes. top of the warehouse and land. And I'm terrified of heights. Oh, me too, brother. Me too. I so, hate him. <laughs> I had to go up. The, and you could see through the steps and the whole uh, <laughs> ladder or ladder thing was shaken the whole way up. Oh. That was not fun at all. And he kept going higher, higher. You got to go to the top. You got to go all the way to the top. Oh. And then you, I got to the top and the ledge is probably, it, it, it is small and there's oh. nothing up there. So I got all the way up there and I've got my tiptoes out on this ledge with the camera guy right there oh. terrified the whole time but we got the shot and that's, we made it work and wow. it was worth it that's crazy so uh, this i gotta ask this just for my own personal uh, i guess knowledge how like is there music playing in the background while you're doing this how are you memorizing because i mean do they have it playing do they have it blasting are you doing it with the song or do they add the song there was, later there was music playing oh, okay. yeah so i was like so, we had uh what they would do is they would just press play on the song and i would just dance to the song and it was really just to get more of the timing of my movements down but when it was edited the song was overlaid over the top of it anyways obviously because i'm not dancing the whole time right <laughs> that's that, so was that uh well an experience like I, you've done a lot of a lot of things but i mean that had to be one of especially to your song that had to be like one of your top right top experiences yeah. there's, there's got to be no other better feeling than that I have a very large bucket list, so that that was on it. Uh, it. It was just another thing I was lucky enough to be able to check off. The that's awesome. Do you plan on doing any more? Uh, any more like that? Yeah. Do you? Do you? Cool. Um, yeah, I'm currently working on a new single. I've been working on it for a little while, but I, other projects keep stepping in front of it. Um, but I'm going to do a country single. Oh, very so, nice. My next one's going to be country music, actually. You got my uh, my producer's attention. He loves country music. Like he is, he's country to the bone, man. Like I, I listen, nice. to, I listen to everything. But this man can sit and listen to country all day, every day, till my eyes fall out. It's it's crazy. My ears bleed. But he he loves it. What made you do? What made, what made you want to do country? My dad. My oh. dad passed away in two thousand and nine, and that was Sorry, one of yeah. the things I've been singing my whole life. So, but I hated country music hated it i always told him all uh, every song is about your dog leaving you your wife leaving you, you <laughs> somebody's ran off with your woman they're all the same so i used to tease him all the time and he always said if you did country music you'd be a star in it in one day <laughs> we're gonna and test I always that said, well i'm not doing country music so <laughs> i'm uh finally gonna get a country single out that'll be dedicated to him oh that's really cool that see is it that is that is awesome so uh so I guess I have some other questions. How how do you deal? Like, do you get a lot of people recognize you, you know, recognizing you and, and running up to you and being like, hey, man, sign this, sign this? Because I, got, I had my first little taste of that and I didn't know what to do. 
And I'm like, wait, these people want, like, I, the only time I've ever had this, like, I feel like someone's going to scam me, you know, because my signature. I'm like, you guys actually want my signature? How did, when you first had that happen to you, how did you handle it? Was it, was it like one of those cool experiences? Or are you still like me going, this is weird? I mean, you do it, but it's like weird. Yeah, it's happened to me quite a few times, actually. And they usually think I'm somebody else. <laughs> um, of course, they come up to me if I'm, you know, they're, I'm local or I'm there doing something that is, you know, that I was in. And of course they know who I am, but I get mistaken for a lot of other people a lot. And it's happened many times. One time I was at Universal Studios. If I'm in a place in LA or I'm in an airport, it, it happens to me a lot. But I was at Universal Studios one time and I was in line for something and I was with some friends and I looked over their shoulder and I saw I had been clocked by a little Asian couple <laughs> and I, and I knew it was coming. So I was like, I told my friends, I was like, just keep walking, keep walking. Somebody's spotted me and they think I'm somebody else, obviously. <laughs> so they chased us all the way through universal and finally came up to me. This is literally in the last couple of years too. And the uh, little husband came up and said, macho man, macho man. <laughs> And I looked at him and I was like, no, I, he, I think he passed away in like 1998 or something. <laughs> right, it was right. not recent, but I didn't say that. I just kept saying no. And he didn't speak English anyway, so it didn't make any difference. But he kept just saying, macho man, macho man. And then finally, I just ducked in and I went for the, for the picture. And then I walked off with my friends. And I was like, I told you. Because the whole time we were running through Universal trying to get away from them, they're going, you're crazy. These people aren't following you. They don't think you're famous. I'm like, you watch. Just wait. And yep. Oh, that's so funny. So that person, you made that person's day. They will never, ever forget the day they ran into Macho Yeah, Man. they think they met Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. So the experiences like that are funny. We were I was with Hillis and we were we went out to dinner in Arkansas and like got to remember nobody knows who I am because how me and Hillis got together is the stupidest story you'll ever hear in your life. But we were like I, I just messaged him off LinkedIn one day and I'm like hey man you want to do a podcast he's like yeah let's do one I'm like this is not Hillis like there's no way this is the you know I'm I'm from Cleveland I watched this guy play you know and and we ended up uh, becoming great friends through all that and stuff but. <laughs> We're out to dinner. Nobody knows who I am. I have no idea who this kid is with Hillis. Like, all these people are talking to him, and, he's, and he'll talk to anybody. He is the nicest, down-to-earth, you know, southern country boy you'll ever meet. And he will talk to anybody. And all these people are, like, asking for his autograph, and I feel like we're doing the movie. Like, nobody knows that I'm his co-star or anything, and he's not telling anybody. So I'm, like, just standing here, like, dude, you got a line of people wanting to, like, get your autograph and stuff. And he finally turns to me. He's like, "Oh yeah, well, this is my my co-star." And they're all, you know, I'm like, "Oh, cool. I'm gonna sign an autograph." Nope. They didn't even care. They're like, "That's cool." And they're asking yes, him about nice to meet you. Yeah. Like, oh, they, like they think I'm some kid that like you know won some kind of you know like won a, a contest or something to hang out with Hillis. And he's like, "No, no, no. This guy's my my co-host." They couldn't care less. They're like, "Oh, that that's really cool. What movie are you making?" And Hillis tells you like, "Oh, you remember that one time when you're on the cover of Madden?" I'm like, "Man, I'm not getting any love here." Uh, um, one of the things that uh, that that I I appreciate about this whole immortal thing is is how they're operating it, right? How they're they did the kickstart. They they are so so involved, and I haven't really been a part of anything that's been like this involved. Um, 
is that for you too? I mean, like these guys are real hands on. Wit, Robert, all of these guys are are super super engaging, and, and they and their their marketing is amazing. Their 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 mind is is constantly constantly going. You've been a part of stuff like this where there's there's been you know the producers, the writers, the creators have been so hands on. Uh, yeah, but I would say that uh, on Mortal, and I thought this from the very beginning their casting process and the way they were building an audience while casting yeah. as well was new for me. And I found it to be really interesting to the way that they really publicized the casting process and got people excited about the process, um, including me. So it, it was exciting to watch that. And then still, even after the, the casting process, well, it's still ongoing, but, um, the growing of a fan base and growing of an unmortal army, you know, people that are really into the story and want to see it created and want to see it made and get to actually play a part and be a part of that process is, is really fun, especially for a fan. Yeah, absolutely. I thought, uh, <clears throat> I definitely thought the way they were kind of going about it was, was, uh, you know, out of the box a little bit, but it, but it works. And I, and I think that, when you do build a fan base like this, you have loyal people now that, that really, really want to see this come to life. And, and like Witt has said, they're, they're constantly going to be casting for this. It's not like it's a one-and-done thing. Uh, right. And I think that caught a lot of people's attentions. But the way they just have, have made everybody engaged, and, and they care. You know, it's not like they, they, they're like, oh, yeah, do this, and they turn, you know, they turn away and don't answer questions or talk to anybody. These guys are really, really about the fans of the show. And I think that, uh, that speaks volumes for itself with the kind of people we're working with. Well, they're they're invested. Absolutely. So when you're when you're creating something from a speck of dirt, and you yeah. create an entire world outside of it, you're you're really invested in that. You want you're not going to have a world without a people without the people. Absolutely. So they know how to build that that army. I'm with you on that one. Absolutely. It's which is really cool, and I like the fact you call them the unmortal army. I was trying to find a word. To, that you know that uh, a phrase that fits what they're building, what they're creating, and the unmortal army is perfect. That's what that's what mm -hmm. we have out there, and yeah. and it's 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 amazing to see. It's amazing to watch the Facebook page and the social media explode. Whenever they do something, it just goes nuts, and people share and share and share and share. And I think the 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 way this is growing, especially with the podcast, when they asked me to do it, you know, would you like to do a podcast for it? And I said absolutely. You know, that's what my company does. We produce podcasts for, you know, for, for anybody, really. But we, we do a lot of high-profile um, podcasts. And it's just, it's so much different watching this podcast because all these people are so invested in each character. So when we get yeah. to do these behind-the-scene talks, it's like now they're really invested because now they're going to fall in love with the person, you know, who they're, who they're extremely invested in because now they're, they're getting to know the you that's outside the camera. And I think that was such a smart move on their part to be able to do stuff like this. Yeah. Um, all right. One more question, though. And you said you're not super into fantasy, but we're going to we're going to we're going to test it here in a second. What uh, if, if you were lived in a fantasy world, which one would you rather be in Lord of the Rings or uh, Game of Thrones? Um, so would I rather live in a PG-13 world or a rated R world? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to go with the rated R world. <laughs> I'm right there with you. 
<laughs> that's awesome. I didn't even look at it like that. PG thirteen or rated R. I think there's a lot more you can do in the rated R world than uh, yeah, than just a little bit. <laughs> so was somebody a fan just asked real quick uh, on the on the uh, Facebook page. Are you looking forward to Sword Fighter? Yeah, actually, I have actually found somebody that I am going to be working with. A you know like a sword trainer. That is actually, I'm going to work with them, take a couple of classes to learn just how to maneuver correctly. How do I hold it? How do I stand with it? If I was going to attack, what would I do? If I was fighting, how would I turn it? You know, just to actually get more comfortable with how to maneuver it and how to use it. So, yeah, I'm real excited about the sword. Well, now I'm going to have to do those things because I didn't think <laughs> about that now. So great. <laughs> I'm going to have to find somebody in Ohio that knows how to swing a sword. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are people out there. They are, will be happy to help you. So I hope. yeah, I definitely <laughs> reached out to somebody for that. Absolutely. Well, man, thanks for taking the time. I know you're super busy and I, I <laughs> for you to try to find the time to do this is amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and even chatting with me off air. You've given me a lot of pointers. You're just a down to earth guy, man. And, and I'm telling you, thanks. I can't wait to learn from uh, learn everything from you and, and work with you. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. I can't wait to work with you too and everybody else. And Everybody keep watching. Make sure you go to the Immortal Facebook page and follow along. And what about you? Where's your social medias? Uh, you can follow me pretty much Instagram, Facebook, Darren Lee Cup. Or yeah, just add Darren Lee Cup. They're all the same. Perfect. You can catch me on Twitter at KeithMiger1. Uh, you can follow Matt Tift at uh, Matt underscore Tift. Make sure you follow the, uh, like you said, the Unmortal page. Uh, check it out. They're always doing cool things. And we'll be back next Sunday. Thanks, Darren, so much for coming on. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Everybody have a safe, safe weekend.